I was a stand-up tomato, a juicy, sexy beefsteak tomato. I understand what you're saying, and your comments are valuable, but I'm going to ignore your advice. Honey, this is only the beginning. Stick with me, and we'll claw our way to the top. Hey, weren't you on TV last night? Yes, I was. How would it suit you to be famous again? I know it will please you, you conceited devil. Does it please you that this is the Friday before the Oscars, and we have the movie date team, Rafer Guzman and Kristen Mines are here. Movie Date podcast co-host Rafer Guzman is also film critic for Newsday, and Kristen is also culture producer for The Takeaway. Hello, folks. Woohoo! Happy Oscars. Hi, so uh, what does this Oscar field signify to the both of you culturally? I think it's an interesting bunch of uh, choices. Rafer? I'm pretty excited because I think two of the most inventive and audacious films of the year are both the front runner for Best Picture, Boyhood and Birdman. You know, I don't think you could ask for two more interesting and unusual films. And if you throw, uh, you know, Budapest Hotel in there, you've got very interesting filmmaking contending for Best Picture. Uh, Kristen, what do you think? I think let's just get this out there right now. I think Birdman is very overrated, and I think the industry loves a movie about itself. And why it is tied for the most nods this year with nine, not quite sure. But I will say, if I was going to (laughs) categorize this year's nominees in any way, I would point out the fact that all of the Best Picture nominees in total have grossed very little money, the lowest um, in years. But that's always the case. Well, not, not as much as this year. These are major indies that are happening this year. All right. So um, isn't, isn't the Oscars, though, all about overrating everything in advance <laughs> of the statues? I will give that to you, John. All right. Very good. Very good. Okay. What do you think? Do you think Birdman's going to win or Boyhood, Kristen? I think Boyhood's going to win. And frankly, I think Boyhood deserves to win. I think it's a bigger accomplishment. This took 12 years to make. We're checking in every year with this family, telling a story that's pretty ordinary, but in a way that has never been done before. I just thought it was an incredible accomplishment. Will people be wearing T-shirts at the Oscars, do you think, Rafer, over the Selma snubs or the potential Selma snub? I, I kind of doubt that. I think I think it's all kind of a done deal at this point. But I, I, I do think that's important to point out. I really think David Oyelowo, who plays Martin Luther King in Selma, should have at least gotten a Best Actor nomination. And I think Ava du- DuVernay, who directed it, should have gotten a Director nomination as well. And uh, there are other performances that I think are extraordinarily memorable but probably have no chance. What would you rate, Kristen? Oh, my gosh. There were so many movies I just loved this year that nobody was even going to notice. I I loved the movie In Secret, which was an indie with uh, Oscar Isaac in it. I loved uh, Belle that has uh, Mm. Gugu Mbatha-Ra and all these little indie movies. I I already said earlier it's a big indie year, but these other indies that are even smaller didn't get all the love that I wish they would have. What are performances that were nominated that you think will get noticed but probably not an award this year? Mm. Rafer, I know that you were gunning for Benedict Cumberbatch at one point winning, weren't you? Well, I wasn't gunning for him. I just thought he seemed like the obvious choice. And he's, it's a very good role. Uh, you know, in his movie, uh, The Imitation Game, had done a lot better than The Theory of Everything at the box office. Everyone loves Benedict Cumberbatch. But then Eddie Redmayne won for playing Stephen Hawking at the Golden Globe. He won the SAG. And now it looks like he's a sure bet for the Best Actor Oscar. Really? Even over Keaton? Yes, I think so. I think a lot of people have a feeling that Keaton is going to win just because there's been so much talk about Birdman, but I really would be amazed if Keaton won. I think it's Redmayne's Oscar. I absolutely agree. And I think Redmayne is just, I mean, the accomplishment of this role is unbelievable. He can barely use one quarter of his face to play the role, and yet he's somehow playing this role in in a convincing, amazing way that he's a full, fully forged person. 
The best actress category is a real conundrum, it seems to me, Kristen. How have you resolved this? Yeah, I mean, I think Julianne Moore in Still Alice is unbelievable. She's playing somebody who is dealing with early-onset Alzheimer's in a really unbelievable, convincing way. And yet, I don't think a lot of people saw Still Alice. I think she's going to get it for it. But if there's any upset at all, which it's doubtful, but if there is, I think it'll be Felicity Jones for The Theory of Everything, playing Jane Wilde, the wife of... Uh, the the wife in the theory of everything. Would this be Julianne's um, My Left Foot, or is this a Lifetime Achievement Award Oscar kind of sort of? I think it's a My Left Foot one. It's re- it's a really incredible job that she does in this film. She's just she really brings you along for it, where you feel what she's feeling. Rafer, I don't think it's a My Left Foot performance. I just I just think it happens to be the the strongest performance in kind of a weak category. Not that these actresses themselves are weak. Um, I just think all their roles are a little underwhelming. And I think Julianne Moore's role just allowed her to, to do the most with what she has. Best director for Birdman. That's a no-brainer. Kristen? No, I think it's going to link later, really? actually, for Boyhood. Right. And I mean, don't get me wrong. Birdman, as much as I make fun of it and say it's overrated, it it really is an unusual-looking film. It's it, a director's it, movie. It looks like it was done in a single take, and that's unbelievable for a feature-length film to look like that. That'll give them cinematography, though, right? Possibly. But, I mean, really, I think that uh, when it comes to directing, it's it's going to be Boyhood for sure. All right. Uh, uh, Rafer, what do you think is the importance of uh, the two supporting actor roles? Well, I think um, these are both going to actors that have been around for a long time. Uh, Patricia Arquette for Boyhood, and she's marvelous in it. Kind of a kind of a role that you don't realize is is really great until the movie wraps up and ends, and she delivers this terrific speech at the end, and you really realize what an important thing she's been to that movie. Um, and then J.K. Simmons for Whiplash. Uh, Kristen and I are huge Whiplash supporters. He's great. He plays an abusive music teacher. He steals the show. He's terrific. Been around for years, and I think it's great that he's going to get the Oscar for this. And I think both of those actors, by the way, are absolute locks for these categories. They're both definitely going to win. And these are also who you think deserves it, right, Kristen? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I, you know, I, I do need to point out while we're talking about supporting roles here, Robert Duvall being nominated for Best Supporting Actor for The Judge, which is not even a good movie and not even the best of Robert Duvall, that's like a legacy nomination. And as you said, that's early, lifetime achievement. Yeah, as yeah. you said earlier, John, a lot of these people are just you know really celebrating themselves, and it's a bunch of hoo ha. And you know, this is a legacy thing. And so I really wish Robert Duvall had not been nominated for Best Supporting Actor. He and probably I'm, wishes it too. He doesn't want the camera <laughs> on him. He probably doesn't want it to even go there. I'm sure. I'm sure he doesn't. Want so what other sort of issue uh, sense? I mean, the documentaries this year are also really, really interesting and very, very current. Rafer, in the last couple of seconds. Um, I think, obviously, just by default, if anything else, it's going to go to Citizen Four, the Laura Poitras movie. I mean, I think everyone was really impressed by that. I thought it was OK, but I think the Oscar is definitely going to go to that. Podcast preview, Kristen? Oh, this week's podcast, we're actually going to be talking about the new releases that are out this week, most notably The Duff, which I'll just play our hand right now. Rafer and I loved. We thought The Duff was one of the smartest teen comedies to come out in years and just hilarious, really good fun. And we think people of all ages, not just teenagers, will love The Duff. Possibly a setup for the 2016 Academy Awards. So stay tuned (laughs) for the 2015 Academy Awards. Will you be live blogging or anything? Yes, we'll be live tweeting it. And we'll even be playing some uh, bingo, some Oscars bingo with the other folks here at WNYC. Kristen Meinzer, culture producer for The Takeaway, co-host of the Movie Date podcast, and Rafer Guzman, film critic for Newsday and co-host of the Movie Date podcast. Have a great weekend. May the best actors and actresses win. Thanks, guys. Thanks, John. Thanks, John.
I'm David Remnick, host of the New Yorker Radio Hour. There's nothing like finding a story you can really sink into that lets you tune out the noise and focus on what matters. In print or here on the podcast, The New Yorker brings you thoughtfulness and depth and even humor that you can't find anywhere else. So please join me every week for The New Yorker Radio Hour, wherever you listen to podcasts.